Three sets of the shotgun. Gets the snap. Hands it to Elliott. He goes sweeping to the left side. Gets to the 20. Loose to the 30. To the 40. Down the left side to the 50. Goes Elliott. He's going to take it to the house. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott. 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Happy Friday. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Ohio State will be on the road this Saturday at noon on Fox. They will be taking on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska is 3-6 and six on the year. They are 1-5 in the Big Ten. In my opinion, this just might be the best three-win football team I've ever seen. They lost by a touchdown to Oklahoma. In uh, all these games they were in, they lost by a last-second field goal to Michigan State. They lost by a field goal to that team up north. They lost by a touchdown to Minnesota. And they lost by five this past week to Purdue, who I actually still think is a really good team. And we're going to find out here next week uh, that Purdue, I, I think, is a decent team. Now, Ryan Day mentioned it in his press conference this week. When you watch the tape, you see a good football team. The Huskers are second in the Big Ten in total offense, 470 total yards per game, 203 rushing yards a game, 266 passing yards a game. Defensively, they aren't bad. Statistically, they are close to right around Ohio State is giving up around 350 yards a game. They struggle to generate any kind of pressure on the quarterback, just 15 sacks on the year. That's tied for third to last in the Big Ten. It really has not been the year Scott Frost was hoping for. This team plays hard. Uh, I've watched all those those close games that I just mentioned, and there really seems to be one common factor in, in why they didn't win those games, and, and really there, there's kind of two. Well, let me just say this. You know, in all of those games they had a chance to win, they can move the ball, they can score, they run the ball fairly well, but the common factor is the turnovers and quarterback Adrian Martinez. Martinez throws interceptions, he fumbles, he makes boneheaded plays. Against Minnesota, they were down by five with five minutes left. Chance to drive the field for a game-winning touchdown. Instead, he retreats in his own end zone. He throws it away for an, an intentional grounding, which if that occurs in the end zone, that results in a safety. And there's a couple of different things Martinez could have done on that play. Martinez could have thrown it away in the field of play, or he could have just taken a sack at the two, but he ran in the end zone to throw it away, which results in a safety. Minnesota gets the ball back. They score on on their next drive. On Nebraska's next drive, Martinez turns it over again. That's the ball game. That's kind of what he does. That's what he's done all year long. In all of those games, they had an opportunity to win, but didn't simply because of a bad play by Adrian Martinez. And it really is some of the worst decisions I've seen a quarterback routinely make. Nebraska has a three-man rushing attack. Quarterback Adrian Martinez, he has rushed for 605 yards, 11 touchdowns. Running back Ramir Johnson, 448 yards, four touchdowns. And also Jaquez Yant, he also is a part of Nebraska's rushing attack. All three of those guys average about 50 yards a game. Wide receiver Torre Samori. He is Nebraska's leading receiver. He has 568 yards to three touchdowns on the year. And like I said, they can move the ball, but I just, unfortunately, they make too many mistakes on offense. Okay, now moving on to Ohio State. Starting with the offense, C.J. Stroud in seven games has completed 67% of his passes, just under 2,300 yards, 23 touchdowns, three interceptions. 
and he's only taken five sacks this year. I think part of that is because of the offensive line has been really good in protecting him. But also, CJ might have the best pocket awareness I've ever seen from an Ohio State quarterback. Uh, I don't, and, and again, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but he's also got great line of scrimmage awareness. It looks like every game it seems like he, he's taken off the run, and then he will unexpectedly uh, you know, throw the ball when everybody thinks he's going he's gonna to run while he's standing on the line of scrimmage. And I don't think that's a coincidence that we have seen that every game now. He's got overall just great game awareness. He limits the turnovers, doesn't take the sacks. And, and really, I can't remember last time we saw a delay a game penalty. It seems like going back to Braxton, JT, Cardale, Dwayne, or even Justin, as great as those dudes were, it seems like there was always a delay of game penalty or they had to burn a costly timeout. And that stuff just doesn't seem to happen with CJ at the helm. And, and I really have been impressed. He seems way mature for a 20-year-old, just turned 20. But I will say the run game needs to be more dominant. One for six in the red zone against Penn State last week. They tried to run the ball but simply couldn't in the red zone. And I want to see Ohio State establish the run early. I think eight games into the season, we've learned if there is a concern with the Ohio State offense, it would be a lack of a dominant run game. I would call this run game explosive, but I would not call it dominant. Running back Marcus Crowley, he is out for a while. I don't know what's up with Master Teague. Myon Williams, again, I don't know what's up. There always seems to be something. Um, And really, this is my biggest concern on offense, is the running back production after Travion Henderson. And really, keeping Henderson healthy, and fresh during this this run here is extremely crucial. Chris Olave has been on a bit of a cold streak, even though he has scored the past two weeks. I expect that to change. I think we're going to see Olave back to his normal form of around 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. I also want to see tight end Jeremy Ruckert keep getting the ball. He's probably a top five tight end nationally, but does not get the credit based off of his stats because they're not going to jump off the charts. But he is a really, really solid tight end. And you can recall when Urban was here, he would talk about balance. He would talk 250-250. I think between how Ryan Day coaches, the way this team is built with the talent that they have, I think the standard should be 250 rushing and 300 passing. Uh, and, And right now, the run game, they average 200 yards a game rushing. And while that's not bad, but it's also not great. And it's going to have to get better if this team's going to make a stretch run. The run game has to be more dominant. And I think part of that compared to years past is because CJ, one reason why is he doesn't run that much or at all. Um, But again, I, I mean, I'm not trying to dog on the run game. I'm just saying it needs to be better to make a deep run, especially in short yardage situations. Okay, so uh, before we move on to predictions, this past Tuesday was the first playoff ranking show. All I'm going to say is this. This is why I do not pay attention to the AP poll. It is 100% irrelevant. I call them more like guidelines. The AP's view on ranking teams is still the old BCS outdated view on how to judge these teams. As we saw again on Tuesday, the committee's first rankings are completely different than the APs. Also, 
just keep in mind, these are the first week of the rankings. So don't overreact. There's a lot of football left. And if this happens, we'll talk about it then on Selection Sunday. I'm not going to waste too much time talking about it now, but I've put together about 10 scenarios where Ohio State can get in or will be involved in the mix. And again, we'll spend time on that then if that happens. But all I'm going to say is win and in. It's that simple. We'll get into the how and the why later in the year. But for now, it's all about Nebraska. 12 noon kickoff on Fox. Ohio State is a 15-point favorite. I expect CJ to rebound from just an okay performance last week. And I'm going to look for Ohio State to rush for 250 yards. That's more personally what I want to see. But I expect the offense to continue doing what they do, taking care of the football. Nebraska has turned the ball over 13 times and given up 22 sacks. I think that's going to be you know a factor in this game. I think Ohio State will have at least two turnovers. Nebraska also has bad special teams. They're three, or I'm sorry, they are seven for 13 on field goals. I expect that to be a factor as well. I do think Nebraska will make some plays, move the ball at times. And I maybe even call Nebraska a pesky team. But again, it's not going to be enough. On my how nervous I am meter, I'm probably at a three. Nebraska is going to have to play an almost perfect game to compete late in the fourth quarter, which I don't think is going to happen. Ohio State's a 15-point favorite. I think they cover. Ohio State gets the win, 45-19. Thank you for listening, however you are listening. Make sure you tune back in Monday to go over the Ohio State-Nebraska game. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. Wolverines. <laughs>